Fallen! All right, all right. Everybody take a seat, grab a drink. Let's get this show started. All right, in three, two, one, and we're on. Okay, guys, this is going to be a quick show, so let's get it going. So today is at that moment, Hurricane Katrina, August 2005. Let's get into it, Crystal. Oh, my God. Hurry up. Let's do it. That is too fast. Come on. Come on. That is stressing me out. It's almost the end of season two. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe it? Right. We should hurry. Let's go. By the way, Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. How'd you guys enjoy that New Year's episode? I'm sure they'll be like, it was fine. What? I'm sure everyone's like, it was fine. No, it was great. It was great. It's one of my favorite episodes of all time. Oh, the episode. I thought you meant their New Year's night. I was uh, like, no nope. one, no I one did episode. anything. No, New I'm Year's. Sorry. I said, how did you guys enjoy that New Year's episode? Oh, I'm sorry. That did, episode was amazing. Yes, because we had all those people on. Yeah, they were funny. Guests from previous episodes, They're friends. Me up. Yep. <laughs> the things they were saying, now the things I'm they were wearing, it and it's making me laugh. I mean, we didn't even get out of the first uh, uh, ten minutes the intro without talking about shit going down the drain <laughs> in the shower. So disgusting. And uh, my favorite socks up line was, "You had a palace." <laughs> yep. If you guys don't know what she's talking about, go check out the episode. It was funny. It was just last week. Yeah. But that was our New Year special. My my favorite special by far uh, episode by far because they had all these amazing people, these friends of ours that have helped us out plenty yeah. of times, have come on the show, the episodes, and so I loved it. They were awesome. It was very cool. So we've so. got five more episodes till the end of season two. Ooh. I'm going to give it away a little bit real quick. So obviously, you know, today's Hurricane Katrina. Ooh. It's the 2000s, so we're at that moment. In 2000. It is the... The last at that moment of season two. Uh, next week, we've got the uh, uh, Tales from the Guard Tower, and we will be talking about the Ark of the Covenant since um, the, or the, the, the world is coming to an end. <laughs> I think in 2021, we're going to get um, we're, the government's going to reveal aliens. They're going to reveal everything they know about aliens. Oh, I yeah. just I think 2021 is going to be a whole shit show for another reason. Trump's going to just tell us all the secrets. Yeah, he might even just come out and just tell us everything. Although yeah. there, there's a lot of people that say that they're so compartmentalized, compartmentalized. Look at you and your big words. The government is that the, even the president doesn't know some of these secrets yeah. from they're these like, agencies. They keep it from each other. Know. So who knows? Yeah, I'll who be knows? Read to, read. But Trump doesn't necessarily have to know the truth to just tell us <laughs> what he thinks the truth is anyway so <laughs> when 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 has the truth stopped him from telling us exactly. you know, what's going on so yes we we're definitely going to get that so i figured ark of the covenant is the perfect way to end uh, the last uh, tales from the guard tower yeah and then uh dishonorable mentions Ooh. one of the most most prolific Notorious. serial killers of all time hands yes. down we're talking Jack the Ripper, we're oh. talking Jeffrey Dahmer, we're talking all of the greats. By greats, I mean all of the worst. Yeah, the worst, the greats of the worst. But Gary Ridgway, Ooh. Green River Killer, yes, he was a Navy veteran. Cannot believe it. That guy went many years without getting caught. He killed a ton of people. Uh, I mean, like I said, look him up, but if not, just wait till... Uh, the third week of January when we 
we talk about our dishonorable mention. That's who we're going to end uh, the the season with, as far as dishonorable mentions go. And uh, and then we have some great special guests for the uh, uh, motivation alley. And then Ooh. after that, February, I believe second is our final episode. Oh my! Like gosh. I mentioned, five more to go, counting this one. So we're excited. Um, you know, big thank you to you guys. Um, it's been an awesome ride, right? Season two, and then. Then we start prepping for season three, which we're going to take everything we've learned from one and two and just keep growing it. Just like season two was amazing. 2020 was a shitty, crazy year for a lot of reasons, but this podcast found a way. It did. And it grew and the audience grew and and even... That's because you were diligent and you were, um, you know, everybody wants to do something, but people don't want to put the work in and you were yeah. diligent as fuck. I, my favorite parts are when I get to record the episodes. Mm-hmm. All the little work. By the way, that was me. It was a weird. <laughs> what the hell was that? It wasn't a burp and it wasn't like a belly grumble. It was in between. It was like a belly grumble in my throat. It was weird, right? <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Couldn't even stop. Yeah, no, it was a weird rumble. Anyways, so um, my, like I said, recording the episodes is my favorite part. And then everything in between that. Uh, is not my favorite right prepping right up like for the example i prepped everything for today's episode mm-hmm. almost a year ago yeah like a, you, this you paper such a writing this bowl. paper was was printed a year ago so i love doing that my second favorite part and it's actually almost up there i know it sounds crazy but it's almost up there with recording is actually doing the research and doing the outlines and the operations part of it like everything getting it all ready that is is up there with recording think recording is one of my favorites because i love you know just the the show itself it's when it comes together and we get to just talk and have fun and me and you kind of have our own little yeah. it's kind of like having our own little conversations just recording and putting it out there to the world but but close to that comes the preparation part i love that everything in between though once i write all the scripts get do all the research um you know do a list of and the dates i go down to what dates we're going to come out i mean everything yes. with the exception of a few right there we, we we leave room for for change uh but for the most part 90 percent of the episodes have been written have been picked out the topics have been picked out the dates have already been picked out and uh that's that's one of my favorite parts everything in between though like it's like i built it and then i just kind of let it sit there Everything in between, just prepping up to the show, I don't like it. And I think it's because we're not doing this full-time. I think if uh-huh. we did it full-time, it would be easier because we still have lives to live, right? We mm-hmm. still have everything else to, to, to you know, you got to feed the kids. You know, fucking goddamn Fuckers. kids. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, so, so what I'm trying to say is that although it's sad to see season two end, I'm fucking excited for that in-between period yeah. when I get to work. Because that's when I get to be the most creative I'm going to pick next seasons. I'm already going to go. I'm already already started going through, you know, picking and choosing what I'm, you know, and I know I've talked about it before, but, you know, this might be, you know, one of the last uh, at that moment, you know, because we ran out of time. We don't have any more. No, but I could change it up. (laughs) And so for the future, I might do specials on on Mm -hmm. different events and just kind of change it up on how we talk about those and how we cover those events. But as far as this, this, this. Uh, show goes yeah i mean you know i I think i'm gonna put it to rest it's not everyone's favorite uh but today is gonna be the best one so stay on don't don't stop listening all right don't don't listen to what i'm saying yeah this one's gonna be the best the ones in the past weren't the best all right got it 
Oh my gosh, <laughs> they're just gonna shut it off right now. No, Be but like, you but already told us they were all awesome. It's just I'm just going off of the the top numbers and what people you know share on social media, and and like I said, the the numbers right that tells a story. Uh, the biggest numbers came from because people are morbid. You, you know, dishonorable mentions, and then tales from the guard tower. People love hearing weird shit. Yes, right. People love, you especially in the military. And, and morbid. <laughs> and I love you for that because that's me. That's me. So yeah. those are their top shows. Those will continue. I promise you that you're going to get twice. I know you don't want to hear this, Crystal, because no. but you're going to get twice as much dishonorable mention next season. I've already decided that. That's that's a given. I mean, here's the deal. I I might be giving way too much, but. Dishonorable Mentions might become its own freaking separate show. Oh, my God. That's how popular. I mean, the numbers were astronomical, right? And then we need a help wanted sign. because One of our biggest episodes came from Tales from the Guard Tower, which was the Fort Hood one. So, I mean, there's and and the women of Juarez, right? So that show itself has so much potential to be even even bigger than Dishonorable Mentions. So between those two, I mean, it's it's hard. To compete those two people just love talking about weird shit and you know killers and serial killers especially related to the military law enforcement and all that you know good shit so that's just kind of a little preview of, of, of things to come but like i said uh we want to make this a quick show already intro is 10 minutes long fucking in mario what the hell he's like it's 30 minutes that's it all right well let's we got 20 let's okay. do it let's do it let's do it people are like we came on to to listen to you for an hour. I know you guys want to hear me talk. They, I know. They basically they, they love just it. sat through a production they meeting. Love. <laughs> I know, right? That's exactly what that's because it excites me. And you know what? That's what I want to talk about. Things that excite me. Exactly. I just want to talk about I don't care if we just lost half our listeners, all three of them. Um <laughs> it's it's what I want to talk about. Anyways, no, uh honestly I hope you guys have enjoyed this season. We'd really do appreciate it. Um, you know, it grew. The show I mean I I haven't done the actual numbers yet, but it definitely quadrupled in, in five times as many listeners. I don't even know, but it's a lot. Uh, we've reached over 10,000 downloads uh, in season two. So that's pretty amazing on its own. The social media pages grew. So little by little, uh, you can see the increase. Um, we went from, I believe it was six uh, platforms where the podcast was being uh, mm-hmm. uh, on. Um and to 10 platforms in at, at this moment damn so at this moment look know, at I you know, i know I look know. at you i know i know so what is at this moment so today like i mentioned it's hurricane katrina happened in august 2005 Fucking um, sad. i was in iraq when this happened you were just coming back i was just coming back from deployment yeah i am um, and like always i still the drinking will continue by the way that's not going away uh, that helped me get through the show. Mm-hmm. Sorry, did I spill some over there already? No. Um, but I remember coming back. Um, I'm sorry. I remember I was in Iraq. I remember my cousin was active duty stationed at Fort Hood. And he actually ended up going to um, assist with Hurricane Katrina. I remember him telling me he was there for like two weeks. And he did nothing. They sat on in on, on top of boxes. And they were, you know, there for supply, I guess, uh, resupplying and things like that. And they sat in a warehouse for like two weeks. Oh, my and gosh. They, and they and I don't know all the details, but I remember him telling me that it was the most boring thing he'd ever done. They didn't really use them properly. Katrina was a clusterfuck because 
of that reason. Like it was a no bad hurricane, yeah. but gosh, I mean, when you, I think it was like all the pictures after where you had just people drowned. I mean, how many drowned? Like they don't even have an exact number. They no, say they still don't know between right. twelve uh, one thousand two hundred forty five to one thousand eight hundred thirty six. Yeah, that's crazy because that we don't would, know the the actual that's, numbers. That's in, insane in this age. This I know day and age. Be, this day and age because it was always like. The homeless, they didn't have any systems up, and they kept everyone there. Like, everyone should have been evacuated. And how many shootings there were? Oh, oh my gosh. And they said, oh, yeah, like, they all put them in, like, the football stadium. Yeah. And they, they just, like, They were robbing each other, raped. Yeah, it was insane. Because there was just chaos when there was parking lots full of buses that people could have gotten out. They wound up taking everyone to... Houston, and there are so many people. When you talk to people in Houston, they're like, "Oh, oh yeah. yeah, originally I'm from New Orleans, but then after people moved Hurricane out there. Katrina, they went out. They went. They just stayed in. They and we have some. If you'll get that in Arizona sometimes. Yeah, like after Hurricane Katrina, we just came out here and they rebuilt their life because I met a stripper in uh, San Francisco that was there during Hurricane Katrina. I don't know if I ever told you that story. No, you didn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Um, <laughs> remember, she was a doctor. She was a sex doctor. She was working on, or she was okay. working on her doctorate. I think Mario is proving he's one of those people. And she wrote a book. She be- he believes strippers. No, I'm serious. She wrote a book. She had like mm-hmm. a little what do you call it, pixie haircut? You know, a little mm-hmm. short hair. Yeah, she had a book. I forget in the was it Eye of the Storm or something. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> you, I'll find it and I'll okay, post it. Okay, you you post it because I'm. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure there's a lot of smart strippers out there, but I'm just saying that you, I think at that time you were probably more inclined to believe strippers. No, no, I'm just saying. I, I mean, why would anyone lie about that? Because uh, you were listening. What I'm trying to say, <laughs> what I'm trying to say, no, because I didn't even get a dance from her. <laughs> so listen, we are off topic. Yes. <laughs> My point is that they scattered all the way to San Francisco. Oh, okay. We're talking about them moving, you know, people moved yes, out. Okay. But so check this out. So subsequent flooding caused largely as a result of fatal engineering flaws in the flood protection system known as leaves around the city of New Orleans. Uh, so caused uh, even more than 1,200 deaths, right? So the death continued. It wasn't all from the original flooding or from the hurricane itself. Uh, it continued because of subsequent flooding, uh, the rapes and murders that, that ensued the city. There was chaos. There was no law enforcement. There was fires. I remember seeing footage of like police being on top of buildings. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, uh, speak incorrectly. Uh, but I, I remember like almost like the snipers being on top of, of buildings trying to protect people like they were letting people loot because they weren't going to kill them or shoot them for that but almost trying to protect people from up above because if they went down there they were being attacked themselves like they weren't even letting police departments they were they weren't even letting some fire departments weren't even being allowed into Mm -hmm. some areas because how bad it was so yeah it was pretty crazy but so real quick just to kind of finish this up it was the third um, largest hurricane I believe in in our nation's history, um, mm-hmm. or I don't know if it was like as far as the 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 size of the hurricane, or if they're talking about the actual the the damage that it that it created. See, um, this is where um, research comes in handy, and like I said, that's 
the, you know, the part I don't really get into. I do all the research a year prior, and then by the time I record the show, I forget everything. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about anyway, oh, so not? that's why I don't care. Oh, okay. I know her, Katrina was uh, a disaster, and, you Horrible, know, it sucks. And sad. And sad, but we're not here to talk about that, just like everywhere and every other uh, at that moment. We are here to talk about the important stuff, like what movies were coming out in 2005, specifically the highest grossing movies. So from number 10... All the way up to the top. I'm going to name them off. Okay. So, did you do you remember Hitch? Yep. With Will Smith. And Kevin. And Kevin uh, Smith. No, not Kevin. No, um, Kevin. You know the fat guy. <laughs> mall cop. Yeah, from mall. Yeah, mall cop. There you go. Paul Blart. That's his name. That's his <laughs> real name. Anyways, um, so that one grossed over three hundred thousand uh, dollars in the in the in the theaters. Batman Begins. So this was the first Batman of the the remakes. Do you remember the which, dark one? Wait, which one? Who was um, Batman? Christian Bale, I believe. Oh, this was Christian Bale this Batman. This is his first. This was the first one. Yeah, Christian that one Bell. grossed over three hundred and seventy-four thousand dollars. Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, which I didn't know. This one made almost five hundred thousand dollars. I didn't think it was that. But I, I know it was it was a popular movie, but um, I remember the critics weren't too happy about it but apparently the fans were because they made almost half a million dollars because their childhood and then didn't he, their family just have to come out and apologize because he was like uh, really racist who the the writer of charlie and the chocolate factory oh the original he, yeah writer? he had written oh. a whole bunch of shit oh, i don't remember that and said a bunch of shit and they it came up so in so. 2007 2000 yeah. sorry 2005 the mm-hmm. number seven grossing movie was mr and mrs smith Ooh, remember that yeah, and then they got married. That's where they met, right? Yeah, where they met. He was married. That's where Brad just his life ended. <coughs> uh, yeah. The number six grossing movie was Madagascar. You got Madagascar. to move it. Five hundred thirty-two thousand dollars. Oh, and then King Kong, the ori- the the original redo. That's what I'll say. This is the one with Brian Cranz. Uh, is he? No, no, no. The oh no, that was Godzilla. <laughs> yes, that was God. That was the new, yes. No, no. This King is King Kong. Kong. Oh, this, this was is the Peter one they went Jackson. back. Yes, Peter Jackson. There you go. Okay. With um, Jack yep. Black, that's the yep. young thing. Jack Black. So that one grossed over five hundred fifty thousand dollars. War of the Worlds. I remember this one. This was a pretty good movie. This one was also with. Oh, no, and I'm sorry, not also. This was with um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yes. 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 And that one grossed almost six hundred thousand dollars. All right, now we're getting into over seven hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. What did all? What it did? It, people just go to the movies in two thousand five. Yeah, that was the. I now, think that was the age. That's weird. And now no one goes to no. movies. Well, you know, weird. A little, a little thing named COVID stopped that. I know. I, they stopped going to the movies. Grossing at COVID. over seven hundred and forty thousand dollars. The Chronicles of Narnia. That was huge when it that came out. That was huge. Then there was a whole. It wasn't there a big deal about like it was like oh like this is supposed to be like all Christian coalition and. People didn't like it because they were pushing like this whole Christian narrative and stuff. What wasn't that the thing, or it's was it anti-Christian? Like, no, I think the the writer was a huge Christian person. But they were saying like this represented the Bible. Apparently, like I, the lion was Jesus or something like that. I wasn't don't know. It? That's a lot of stretching. I, I, I'm sure it did. The guy was a yeah. Christian. I'm sure it did. But I did not. You didn't get into these. I know. I watched them. Yeah. But I didn't like. I wasn't like, oh, that's Jesus. The you Lion, know? the Witch, and the War. Which were your favorite? The Lion, the Witch, or the Wardrobe? It was the 
guy. The wardrobe the, was my the favorite. Half, mine was like the half guy. He was half horse, and then he was a person. He's oh, now yeah. He's a fucking he's huge a fa- star. Isn't that a fawn? Yes, like and that? he's a huge star now. Yep. He's like the one that's in everything. He was with Angelina Jolie in that other movie. Yeah. The, the shooting so, one. And now he's like big time, but I knew then. Yeah. He's one of those that I was like, I... You I'm like his acting. You can tell he's good. Yeah, he's Star cool. Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, mm. coming in at 848,000. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm keep saying thousand. That's millions. Yes. Replace everything I said with millions. I, yes. I don't know what. That's not. That's like put nothing, right? People must think I'm an idiot <laughs> when I was saying it. They know. So everything. Yeah, idiot. you're right. They all know. So starting from number. T- okay, we're gonna start over. So coming in at no, number ten no, was no, Hitch. No. What? No. No, please no. All right. Well, everything I said, just, just add million to it. Yes. So we started from number ten, three hundred sixty-eight million. All the way to number one, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, eight hundred and ninety-seven million dollars. Damn, it's a lot of millions a of dollars. Billion, almost a billion dollars. That's crazy. With that little scarred-up kid. And this is um, last year when I did this, so I don't know how much has grown yeah. from then. All right. So after an eight-year absence from cinema screens, the Batman films are rebooted with Batman Begins. So that's the one I was talking about with Christian Bale. The reason I put this on here too, because for me, this was one of my favorite Batmans when he redid it. And then I know people shit on um, what's his name, Ben Affleck. I actually liked his Batman. I don't mind his Batman. I don't mind his Batman. I mean, people are gonna hate that I'm saying that, especially true fans. But I didn't mind Ben Affleck as Batman. Poor Ben Affleck. He's like an A-lister, but nothing he does, like, he does not get respect. Well, People just shit on him. Daredevil sucked. Yeah. Daredevil is one of the worst comic book, and I'm not a huge, I mean, I I love comic book movies and comic books and all that, but, um, you know, there's people a thousand times more into this shit that know more about this stuff, but I will agree that Daredevil was by far one of the, well, that one and the one his wife did. Um, what was the, the, it was a spinoff from Daredevil. Those two by, by far the two worst, Worst. uh, comic book movies read, um, um, uh, made, but Batman, the, the Ben Affleck Batman wasn't so bad in my eyes. No. So, but the Christian Bale Batmans, those are like the dark horse. Those are pretty cool. I actually like those, those, I liked those Batmans. Um, and so that's why I kind of put it up here. All right. So moving on. Let's see, video games Ooh, in huge. 2005. The television show 60 Minutes ta- uh, tackles issues within video games controversy. This segment of 60 Minutes has been criticized by video game players for encouraging video game censorship. I think so, this was that when video games, the, the censorship. Remember, yeah. I remember in the late 80s, early 90s, when music started being censored mm-hmm. and they had to start labeling Tipper them. Gore, yep. Yep, and then this was Hillary Clinton yeah. following suit and was like, oh, this is what you do. And um, and she was she's the one that why there's like a 10, an E for everybody, right. 10, all of that. Yeah, and then uh, like the uh, San Andreas, which was what, Grand, uh, Grand Theft Auto. And I remember yeah. these, these games uh, because I remember overseas, the guys that had like the Playstations, um, they were playing this Grand Theft Auto, especially San Andreas. Um, so it was labeled adults only, eighteen plus. So yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, 
after coming under heavy fire from many politicians, most notably Hillary Clinton, the entertainment software rating board re-rated Rockstar games uh, like Grand Theft Auto. So anyways, yeah, this this is, um, I can't believe that in 2005, we were still um, trying to censor shit, you know? Because yeah, they were blaming, that was the heyday of right. blaming video games. And the beginning, for, yeah. For um, school shoot shootings. up, school shootings, It was the beginning stuff. of like the, the, what we think of school shootings, right? Isn't it crazy that it's been almost 20 years that we've had these school shootings? Like, yeah. when it, you know, I know it started in the 90s. Um, but it just kind of escalated. Yeah. And then we it just have it's never it's like a trend that people thought, oh, it's going to go away. People are just kind of copycats. It never it hasn't so far. No, every it's still, like yeah. next. I, I mean, I can't even I don't even want to think about what's going to happen in 2021. But it seems like every year we have something and it's not even schools anymore. It's just mass shootings now. Yeah. Churches, malls like in El Paso. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I don't even want to think about it. But it seems like every year. There's either one or two mass shootings somewhere now. Yeah. Whether it's, it's a school or somewhere, you know, public area. So, But um, it's not the video games but that's I, causing yes, it. It's, exactly. It's that's the point. But they, poor mental health that's, system. This is when it all started in 2005. Mm -hmm. The Xbox 360 was officially announced on MTV in a special uh, hosted by Elijah Wood. The PlayStation 3 was unveiled by Sony during a pre-E3 press conference at uh, 2125 GMT. Um, at the same time, the press release was released through the Japanese PlayStation website. So PlayStation three, this is, this was the year for PlayStation three. And, uh, now we're at the PlayStation five and, uh, nobody can get their fucking hands on it. I know. <laughs> Video game companies and players worldwide donated money to the UNICEF South Asia tsunami relief fund for rescue and reconstruction efforts upon the South Asian tsunami disaster. Do See, you remember that one? We could have done this on the tsunami too, because that was huge. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was so that was a big up. one too. Yeah, uh, Electronic Arts pledges to donate two hundred fifty thousand dollars to UNICEF South Asia tsunami relief fund. Uh, the publisher of Eve Online establishes a fund that video game players can contribute to. So while they were being shit on and uh, given restrictions, uh, the video game industry was trying to give back to the community. I wonder if this has anything to do with the other. Uh, so they're saying, mm -hmm. we're not bad guys, so we're going to prove to you by donating money to these reliefs. You know what? This might sound, I'm not trying to sound racist, but I have a feeling that most video games are made in Asian countries. Oh, um, yeah. And the Anytime you start a sentence with, I'm not trying to sound I, racist. <laughs> Because I'm not trying to say it like, no, well, I, I see what you're you saying. know what I'm saying? That wouldn't be racist. Just I know, you know. but I'm I'm just trying. But it's true. A lot of these companies are, are my Asian, heart, right? not my that's, words. That's where they're yeah, built, so too. Yeah, so think about it. It's like... Of course. It, yeah. yeah. So the top grossing computer games, which I know our kids are super into this. So I'll tell you this. Sims 2, I have never been more addicted to a game than that one, right? You're and I'm not, not a gamer. gamer. I'm not, not a gamer. gamer. But that one I got right before I deployed and through my deploy. Well, not I can't say my whole deployment, but um, I did, uh, you know, I was doing about six months of training at Fort Hood and then around Kuwait time, you know, and the beginning, maybe for the first few weeks of my deployment, because we weren't sure exactly what we we're going to be doing. Once I got attached to somebody and we started working, I, I stopped playing it. But for almost eight months, <laughs> I was, you know, before we got into it. Um, through training and everything, I was so hooked on and, and a bunch of other buddies did too. And then mm -hmm. we got a a, uh, a cheat code. 
Rosebud. <laughs> Rosebud, by Rose the way. Rosebud. And now I got a better cheat code that gives you like a ton more money. But at that point, like I was getting so much money that I wasn't even playing the game. I was just buying stuff. So I was building my homes, my dream houses. I had girlfriends all over the place. I was partying. I mean, I was living the sim life. Did you invite a stripper that was oh, also a of course. Um, yeah. writer? She was in the tsunami. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so number 10 was call of duty 2 i remember that game was pretty big too uh the sims deluxe age of empires 3 the sims 2 nightlife so that's the one i was talking about so you went out partied i built myself a mansion brought girls over you know what i mean uh battlefield 2 roller coaster tycoon 3 never got into those but you know it's kind of like sims just building roller coasters right uh guild wars the sims 2 the sims 2 university and then World of Warcraft, which I also got into World of Warcraft at that moment. At that moment, here I am again. Oh, at that time, um, but not as much as The Sims. But I, I do remember getting to World of Warcraft before I deployed. I was I was into World of Warcraft, but I only like I, I don't get into the games themselves. I only play the when you build stuff. Mm. Like I've always loved that. Got That's you. the most artistic part of it. So, those were the top uh, computer games of that year. All right, and what else we got over here? So music. So um, I think you should just do like the music news. Do what? Uh, you want to talk about that after being? It's silent. so interesting. Let's hear it. Like you picked a lot of interesting. Yeah. Like um. Yeah, I just picked two. like all, all these yeah. other songs were just to kind of you know help us if if we got stuck on anything. But like so, Fifty Cent in the club came out right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and me by Lifehouse, Disco Inferno by Fifty Cent. Behind These Hazel Eyes by Kelly Clarkson. I don't know if you remember these that. Were, no, all these songs take me back. Candy Shop by 50 Cent. <laughs> you know, uh, I love Gold Digger by Kanye West. Uh, Since You've Been Beverly Gone. Beverly yep. <laughs> Let Me Love You. Uh, Holla Back Girl by yes. uh, Gwen Stefani. All these were awesome. Beverly Hills by Weezer. You just said that. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So these were some of the top songs at that at that time. So uh, go ahead with the news. Okay. Well, I want to jump to number two, right? Yeah. Because you know a lot more about music. I was not a follower of stuff. Um, Brian Welch, guitarist of Corn, yep. leaves the band after converting to Christianity. Tell me that story because so I don't know it. He's the one that, and I don't know the full story either, but um, he's the one that looked like a, he looked like a monkey. Like he painted his face. Like he painted like a white face with like a black outline that you know how yeah. monkeys have like the fur oh and yeah, then the, yeah, yeah. The, fr- the front part you know they have it's like the skin um and so it, it looks you know yeah it, it, the way he painted his face and he would put on these black contacts so his eyes were completely black so he didn't look human now he looked almost alien but then he would do this white paint on the front of his face and the outside of it was all black. So he kind of looked like a like a monkey. Right. With the fur. Oh so he just he looked he's just he was just a, a weird guy. He was, you know, uh, and I saw Corn in concert um, and they were pretty amazing. I mean, this is probably towards the end of Corn mm-hmm. uh, because the 90s was when Corn was was at the top. Right. And then 2005, I think and this was towards where where they started kind of going away. But yeah, he just left the band. I mean, there's nothing special about it. Just and then I believe he started his own like Christian band. Really? Yeah, I want to know where they are right now. That's all there is to it. I mean, I know the lead singer. I forget his name, but he's pretty fat. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and dreads. Where they're supposed to. Oh, so he was the guitarist. Well, I want to look that up. I would look it up right now, but um, yeah. I can't have my. And phone I might in be, there. I might be confusing him with the 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 bassist, but I that's 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 who I thought that guy was. So that's if I'm wrong. I'm I didn't wrong, know but that. Yeah. That is very interesting. But that guy did exist. So whether I'm wrong about which, whether I'm confusing him for another guy, that guy did exist, and that guy did look weird. So. <laughs> Well, I also have here, this is, um, I knew you'd put this in here, the concert Selena, um, mm -hmm. where it was her 10th anniversary of her murder. I knew, yeah. I, that does not surprise me that you put that in there because sometimes, you know, I hear you dreaming and saying her name. You, Con you were crushing. <laughs> yep. Anyways, yes, the 10 year anniversary. So I remember, so now we've got the new TV show. This on Netflix, Selena. Yes. Which tells her and whole story. Which tells her yes. whole story from the beginning. Um, it, it's good. Uh, it gets into the details better than a movie because you really get into all the details with a TV show, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in seeing some of that or finding out more about her, um, check out the Selena TV show on Netflix. But essentially, she was like the Virgin Mary to Mexicans, right? Mm -hmm. She was like the end all be all. Um, you like people prayed to Selena, right? She was a freaking idol, you know. She was the the Latina idol of that. She was Madonna. Oh my God. To Mexicans, right? Uh, and so I remember when I I was in, uh, well, I was in high school, but I was at a track meet and when we got the news, and I remember it was such a big deal because I was living in El Paso at the time. So obviously, you know, freaking huge Mexican Hispanic population. At the track meet, we you know we started hearing little whispers. Hey, Selena got shot. Selena got shot. And I think Selena's dead or Selena got killed. Selena got shot. So everybody's kind of hearing. People are just talking, whispering. And, you know, people didn't have cell phones then. Um, you know, not like we do today. They don't have smartphones. So it's like we're getting the news. Because if not, if it was today, everybody would know in their palm of their hands, right? Um, so people are, I think, were either like, you know, the, the, the parents were either driving from home, hearing the news, or hearing the radio, you know, because we obviously used to have Walkmans then and people would hear the radio. And so little by little, the word starts spreading. And then over the intercom, you hear the announcers. I mean, that's how big of a deal that uh, the, the announcers at a high school track meet announced it. That's her crazy. Death, that right? is crazy. And then everybody, you could see it like just the mood change in this. And this is Texas track. So this is huge, right? We're talking thousands of people. We're not talking a rinky dink track meet with like 20 people, right? Our, our school alone just the athletes, we had over 120 athletes representing our school, right? And mm -hmm. there were other schools just like that. So just in competing athletes, you're talking about close to four or 500 students just there alone. Yeah. Now you add one or two parents per, you know. Uh, and so, yes, we're talking, you know, you know, thousands of people at this stadium. Um, and so it was crazy. It was crazy. So, yeah, I just added this in here. That was the 10-year the anniversary in Houston. Um, that was the, um, you know, that was a big stadium, right? That was the, uh, the Astrodome. So, and she had, she had played there before and, and sold out. And I think the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, uh, I don't know if it was the Alamo Dome or the Houston, um, where the Astros play, uh, it used to be the Astrodome. I don't know what it's called now. I don't know if either one of those, it was the first time that, um, um, I, I don't want to say sold out. It's not about selling out that they, I think they had a record number of people show up to that concert, right? Because the stadium itself, when there's a football game, holds X amount of people. But when you have a concert, you add, 
you can add a few more thousand seats on the floor seats, like the, oh, the actual yeah. stadium. So let's say the stadium can hold 60,000 people. Well, when you turn it into a concert, you know, and you add the seats in the, the bottom, you know, you might add another five to 10,000, you know, seats or whatever. So, you know, she broke a record. Like I said, I, I'm not quite sure if it was the Astrodome or the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, but either one, she, you know, she had broken the record before she got shot. And um, so, like I said, you know, she was at the top of her game when she got killed. I mean, that's why it was such a big deal. It's not like she had, you know, gone up and she was she was down. You know, it's not like she was Mariah Carey. If Mariah Carey had gone killed in the 90s, that would have been huge. If Mariah Carey died now, the people are like, who? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so that's that's Selena. Yes, he fangirled out. So May 6th. My birthday, mm -hmm. 2005, uh, Audio Slave becomes the first American rock group to perform a free outdoor concert in Cuba. So if you guys don't know Audio Slave, that is uh, Rage Against the Machine minus Zach De La Rocha. Zach De La Rocha was a singer for Rage Against the Machine. Um, he left and then they started Audio Slave with Cornell, who is now dead. Mm -hmm. But Chris Cornell oh. joined Audio Slave. Oh, yeah. Chris Cornell, Audio Slave... I mean the the guitar sounds of um, um, I forget the the their their basses their guitarist um, but uh, he's amazing right he's the guy from Rage Against the Machine and then obviously Audio Slave but then Zach De La Rocha had his unique voice you know when he played with uh, Rage Against the Machine but Audio Slave add Chris Cornell's voice mm -hmm. to that guitar and that music and and it just it it's you can't beat that you know that was amazing uh, Audio Slave was 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 another you know talk about bands. Just like uh, Nirvana, right? And then the, you have, uh, what's his name? The, their drummer leaves and then starts Foo Fighters. Yeah. You know, you have two big bands with, you know, some of the the some of the, the same people. So it's kind of cool to see that, you know, yeah. lightning striking twice, if you will. That is uh, August 28th, Death Row uh, record CEO Suge Knight is shot in the leg at an MTV Video Music Award pre-party in Miami. No one has ever charged in that shooting. Hmm, surprise, surprise. Um, he's such a he's Now, a shit. he's going to die in prison. He's yeah. not dead, right? No, he's not dead. He's just But he's, he's going to be in, like, in prison forever. He's like in a wheelchair, all sick where he should be. I no, hope he... Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I just could go on and on about what a piece of shit he is. He is. November 8th, the first Guitar Hero video game is released for the PlayStation 2. The game becomes a major hit that turns rhythm games into one of the most popular video games uh, genres for several years. Um, it's still kind of popular, right? But there's been so many other games kind of come along. The coolest then. thing about this is that Post Malone learned oh, how yeah. to play guitar off of Guitar, guitar Hero. Hero <laughs> and then now he's like the coolest rapper. Like, I love Post Malone. He's just so chill and so cool and whatever. I know Chris Brown is um, not as popular as he used to be, especially after he bait. It was a Rihanna. Yeah, but he's done a douchebag. Yeah, but November 29th, Chris Brown comes onto the music scene at age 16 in 2005. Did you know that? Yeah. Ugh. I don't know he was that young. Yeah, I remember he was young. He was. That's what makes it so sad is that he was had so much success early on and then he's just like you are what um, you are success and money can't they're, so they're just gonna show it yeah so Douche check bag. this out making him the second youngest male r&b artist to come into the music business since usher in 1994 oh wow that's crazy and see now usher's went on and he's yeah. awesome and respectful yep 
See, Chris Brown, you should have been more like Usher. So September 10th, this is, I know this is going to hurt you. Destiny's Child breaks up after the finishing of their Destiny Fulfilled and Loving It tour. So that's when What's-Her-Face went solo and then just became an even bigger star. Yeah. Um, all right. So fashion. I know you're going to love this one. Do you remember? This is kind of when it all started with uh, these like uh, velour sweatpants. Oh, and the, yes. The, those were the What's the, the mom in... Um, uh, the what's the girl mean the, girls mean girls right? yes, the mom wore those. yes all that, yes. that that became super popular or i think it was already popular but that's like the height of mm. that and people still wear that stuff yeah because so, it's comfy but, it's, co- it's coming back because they're they're combining it with the 90s yeah so like kim kardashian just came out with a whole velour look and then this was when paris hilton was popular and then, so Paris and Kim did a fashion show with their velour. So it's coming back, Pink people. Pink Juicy Couture tracksuits. Mm-hmm. So check this out. I think those Juicy Couture tracksuits or any of those, like those velour ones, those women ones, mm-hmm. are douchey just like guys who <laughs> wore uh, Randy Couture or Couture. This, so this is Juicy Couture, which is different, not to be confused, which is just, it's just weird that anything that has the name Couture in it. But do you remember Extreme Couture? Yes. Extreme Couture and Affliction. Yes. So Affliction. You had a couple. Man. I did. <laughs> I did. I know. But uh, me and every other Armenian out here. Yes. Fucking, you know, <laughs> going out to the UFC. I had a, I, there was a time in my life where I, ha- I hung out with a bunch of Armenians and trained with them too, like, you know, uh, jujitsu and shit like that. And uh, yeah, in my young days, so Russians, they were all Russian, Armenians, but I'll tell you what, that was a good group to hang out with because no one will fuck with you, but all of us just wearing Affliction and Extreme Couture t-shirts, you know, and Extreme Couture came from Randy Couture, who is one of the, you know, uh, he's a UFC Hall of Famer, and yeah, and um, you know, Affliction, you know, kind of bought him, not bought him out, but kind of brought him in, so they just kept his brand Extreme Couture, and then he had a fallout with Affliction, but either way, Extreme Couture, Affliction, all that shit, and then this Juicy Couture tracksuits, those go hand in hand, just saying. You're as much of a douche female for wearing Juicy Couture tracksuits as you were a, a male douchebag if you wore Affliction and Extreme Couture, just saying. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, I need to uh, look at the science behind that's, that. That's why they made that mom in Mean Girls yes. wear those because she was uh, like trying to look young yes. and hip. Anyways, uh, so the wet look hair gel complete with bleach tips. Do you remember that? Yes. Who, who did that? Who was the most famous guy for doing that? The Who was that singer? And now he's on E. And he oh. looks all thin and he got Hollywood skinny. Yes. What was his name? God, what's his Jesus. name? He has a little goatee. Yeah. But he made that super he was famous. On Scooby. That's yeah. why I remember. <laughs> he made it super famous. Yeah. With the bleached hair the tips. Ble- bleached tips. Yeah. But he got his shit together and then to think like he came from like one of those like kind of a douchey rock band, you know. But I mean he Well was, he grew up and then yeah. he said he had a degree in um Media or something in, in media, so I mean, he just went, yeah, and he's good at it too. He's he's a good so host, him and yeah. Mario Lopez, Mario Lopez, too. They, they went yep. with Plan B yep. and they've been fine. And, and Plan B made them yes. even richer than Plan A, yes, right? <laughs> uh, so the hot pink Motorola Razor, aka the coolest thing I was in school, so jealous of everyone. I'm 
I in two thousand five. So it, I I don't know why they said I maybe that was the 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 cool one, but just the razor alone. Yes, the was razor the coolest, alone. But I had a razor. Wanted the pink I had one. a silver razor. Mm-hmm. I had a silver razor, and I think at one point I had the gold colored one or whatever. So yeah, I remember I came back from deployment and I got mm-hmm. myself a razor. Yes, everyone um, loved that. That was during the times when I used to break my phones because I threw it every single oh, time somebody angry. sneezed. That was angry Mario angry times when he said, I don't know how many razors I broke. Oh I, I remember gosh. I was delivering uh, uh, food for a steak place and uh, I couldn't find a location. I broke it. I'm like, well, now I'm definitely not going to find it. <laughs> <You> <laughs> it's, it's not like I was using it to, because I didn't have, it was in a smartphone, oh. but I couldn't call. I couldn't, couldn't call. call. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. I'm so, so glad flimsy. we put that angry Mario to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so wearing a school tie with your regular clothes in 2000. I don't remember that. Uh, and maybe that was the younger kids. But yeah, I don't remember I that trend. I think that was the Britney Hasn't that always Spears? been? But that yeah. hasn't that always been? Like even You're in the right. 90s, people. I wore a tie with. I think I wore a tie in my in with with my when I went running just to be stupid <laughs> when I was in high school in the 90s. So I don't know. Uh, having a million and one different bang on the door products. What's that? I don't know. I don't remember. That. I don't and know why I put it on here. Pictures. I don't know either. Oh. I did put pictures in there. You You're did. right. Because I'm smart. See, we were deployed. Oh, Axe, none of this. Applied. By the way, Axe, Axe. Before we go anywhere, Axe mm-hmm. and Links. So Links yes. kind of went away. Axe kind of stuck around, right? Yeah. Because Links, or was Links the prequel to Axe? Maybe all I remember is Axe, but, but like Lynx every, was the same thing. Yep, every Lynx guy products. smelled that. That was yeah. If you had couture, so, where are the pictures of that that I put on the back? What is it? It's just nonsense. It's million like and one different stuff. bang on the door products. Bang also, on the, the door. I don't even know. The, it looks like it was books. Are you sure these are bang on? Oh yeah, these are. Yeah. Yeah. So groovy chick. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know why I put this. On. I do remember these pictures. I do remember these drawings, but you're right. It's kind of like kid drawings and stuff. They were stuffed animals, lunch boxes, uh, backpacks, books, everything else. So I, I wish I was a better person and <laughs> I did my research a little better. Obviously, a year ago, I did great research. Everything in between, like I said, I say fuck it. But nonetheless, um, yep, that was 2005, mm-hmm. not too far from the 90s. We no. are still trying to grow out of it. And now here we are, you know, 15 years later, <laughs> and we're right back into the 90s. Yep, we are so, hard into the 90s. Anyways, um, cheers, Crystal. Like always, we want to make these show quick and easy, and we always go overboard. So <laughs> 46 minutes in, uh, I appreciate your time, Crystal. Thank you. It's been a long road. We've only got four more episodes now. Four more After episodes. this one. So hang tight, guys. Uh, Once again, we joke around, but we really do appreciate uh, all you guys and our sponsors. You know, uh, please hang out after the show to listen to our sponsors. Go check them out. uh, Buy local, you know, uh, and give to uh, companies, especially during this time of COVID. It's not over yet, guys. 2021 is here, but COVID is still fucking sticking around right so yeah, let's bitches. let's get through it let's help the economy out let's help our especially our small and local businesses so check out our sponsors after the show crystal yes. once again uh i love you love you i appreciate you being my co-host four more shows this has been an awesome season this has been but it's not over let's not get all crazy it's not get all okay dramatic 
We still got four more episodes. You're going to cry in the last one? All I, I'm the last show, I might cry. But, <laughs> so, yeah, so we got four more. Uh, obviously, uh, Tales from the Guard Tower, uh, Dishonorable Mentions, uh, Motivation Alley. And then the final one is just going to be our final show. It's not anything special as far as, you know, it's no, it doesn't have any, any um, you know, it's not going to be any of our other shows. It's just going to be our, our finale, kind of like we're going to treat it like a bonus show. Where we're going to talk about whatever, probably just cover season two and maybe a little bit more of what we're going to do in season Three. Either way, for Crystal, Juicy, Couture, <laughs> Reedy, I'm outside the wire of wire. Thank you guys and see you next week. Are you all ready to up your drinking game? Absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff, who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs. This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007, and now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So, if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsenthemindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. Mmm, Catino Sauce Company has the sexiest, hottest, hot... Uh, <clears throat> nope, that's all wrong. Hold on. Catino is the sexiest, hottest, hot, hot sauce damn it that's all wrong what nope. are you doing trying to record this ad for catino sauce company catino you mean the best damn hot sauce on the planet with tons of flavors like jalapeno habanero chipotle verde and all kinds of others i can't pronounce they also have amazing limited flavors like mango and blueberry yep that's it my favorite is ghost it makes my butt burn <laughs> you gotta act fast though because they're always selling out of that one Okay. Just visit CatinoSauce.com for more flavors and customized bundles. Also, go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. My homeboy and CEO of Catino Sauce Company, Jacob, will appreciate that. Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be by the cake pop stand to place your orders check them out on facebook or instagram what you drinking my favorite drink ever pistachio blended brew with a coffee base and a little extra shot of caffeine from sweets cold brew coffee company gotta get ready for that show crystal and did you know that sweets cold brew is the first and only cold brew coffee shop in the state of arizona it's for rad people only Rad. The only thing that would make them better is if they sold beer and wine. Funny you should say that. Just check out their menu at sweetsbrew.com. That's sweets with a Z in the middle. Uh, they also got an awesome Instagram page. Um, where are you off to? I'm going to check out Alien Donuts. They are a funky, hip donut concept with planetary beats and out-of-this-world treats. They have vegan, gluten-free, classics, specialty, and space-based donuts. Yum. What else do they got? 
They also offer nitro brew coffee, rocket shakes, and freshly made ice cream. And how can I find them, Crystal? Well, they are located in the heart of Old Town Scottsdale on 5th Avenue. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, or AlienDonuts.com. Donuts stop believing!